a hilarious surf rock <laughs> theme where it's just like somebody got stoned and was like Leviathan, Leviathan, Leviathan. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 20 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG fan music podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Meyerink, Taylor's on the boards, and joining me today is my co-host... That'd be me this time, Caitlin Arangeros, Link Zero on the boards. Yes, and also joining us, our co-co-host... Still co-co-host. I'm Mike Salvato, Mike on the boards. And we have a special episode today, special in that it is about my favorite season. We're calling it Winter Warmer. I'm clever. It's my favorite kind of beer. It's my favorite season. And it fits with Summer Chill. Everybody has to know what a good title this is. It's pretty good. Anyway, so we're in the process of putting together our Music of the Year feature. It's gigantic and ambitious and yada, yada, yada. And we didn't want you to wait too long, so we, we thought we'd try to throw out this awesome little episode in between. But you can look out very soon after the posting of this. We're going to be running our Music Week feature like we did last year. So be sure to stick around for that because there's tons and tons of podcast action coming. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and take a listen to some recent albums, which... Now that we have an RPG fan music staff, and they are awesome, we have so many recent albums to choose from, so I sort of just picked a few out of a hat. I attempted to pick some stuff that was at least a little bit in keeping with our tone today, in that they're sort of chill songs, and then one of them is just sort of a little silly that I picked, because I think everyone will get a kick out of hearing it. And to start with, we're going to have Here's to the Future, Outskirts of Time, from Sean Shafiansky's Chrono Trigger Jazz Arrange version. And then the silly track is Battle on the Big Bridge, which is from the album Cure SQ, and it's a recorder version of the Final Fantasy V track. Uh, so there that is. And then the last track is All Our Might Tonight, this really awesome track that I picked because I like it and stole it from Mike's Music of the Year picks from the Fairy Fencer F soundtrack. So coming up, we've got Here's to the Future, Battle on the Big Bridge, and All Our Might Tonight.
there's a lot I really like about that Chrono Trigger track. Shafiansky has a firm command of jazz, although we were so, I was sort of like, I don't necessarily associate jazz with like the synth that that has going on, but I am beyond certain that that is jazz, because if Sean put it out and called it jazz, then it's probably jazz. But whatever it is, it's awesome. Like it, I feel like it really captures what I like about that song. Um, it's sort of like the guitar section in the middle that's a little improv or, you know, it's not in the original is just awesome. And it, it fits into the tone of that song so well. Yes, I would like to use a word to describe that guitar, but I can't because we're family friendly. <laughs> Suffice to say, it's awesome. Awesome is not family friendly. No, but the word I'm thinking of is. You know, awesome used to be used to describe biblical events, but now we've turned it into awesome cake. Awesome yeah. sauce. Yes. Awesome cake. Persona 5 looks awesome. It does. Yeah. It does. Especially yes. when, when I noticed that the the character portraits on the battle screen are them holding up their signs as if they're mug shots. Oh, also, I like that song, too. I, I like it's Maybe it's jazzy because it's kind of, like, laid back. The guitar part aside. But it's got this really nice, like, flow to it. I concur. So, yeah. Awesome song. Definitely check out that album, Chrono Trigger Jazz Arranged Version. We just posted a review of it a couple... A couple weeks ago, and the whole album is full of good stuff like that. And, you know, given how prolific Chrono Trigger is, when you get a really good album of tunes like that, you have to sort of take a take notice, because there's a lot of sort of okay arrangements of Chrono Trigger. Speaking of okay arrangements, all right, well, it's not the no. best way to introduce this track, but <laughs> Battle on the Big Bridge from Cure SQ. Recorded music is not something I would have thought Square would have done. Uh, however, I find this song oddly pleasant it's just really amusing to me that they take this like battle theme it's sort of known for being one of the most intense battle themes in the series and render it into this like quirky like doot 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 like i feel like it fits gilgamesh more than his epic battle theme does oh yeah it, it's it's just strangely adorable it's so cute i just kind of like dancing a little bit around you know boop, 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 while i'm listening to it i think i said this before but um if they ever made a Final Fantasy version of Pikmin, this is the kind of music I'd expect to hear. I'd actually be really curious how that game would play, now that you talk about it. Using different Final Fantasy characters to explore and remove obstacles and save the Final Fantasy characters! Throw them at large animals and then maul them. Pikmin is secretly the darkest game I've ever seen. My roommate's been playing the third one, and like that game is basically about animals slaughtering each other. Pretty much. I mean, you literally just grab all of your helpers and throw them at these big creatures and say, well, good luck. Leap Don't die. Leap to your doom. Leap to your doom. What it's is a that a reference? To the first Power Rangers movie. Leap to your doom. <laughs> That's not obscure. No, it's not obscure, but it's awesome. And I bet everyone forgot about it. I did. So speaking of not obscure and everybody forgot about it, Fairy Fencer F. Uh, I don't know how that game turned out. Uh, it was supposed to be good. I saw a trailer of it and it had lots of fan service and I immediately lost interest. But man, is the music in that game awesome. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that game's music either. Uh, I think it was you that mentioned it to me about, well, especially about Disc 2. Yes. And um, so I listened to some of it. I was like, this is good. This is good. And then I got to Disc 2. And I was like, where did this come from? Like, there's a lot of really good stuff on that uh, soundtrack. I, I like this one a lot. This is probably my favorite one. Yeah, uh, and Nobu Uematsu's band actually contributed to that album. I don't know that they did the whole thing, but uh, they, they, they definitely helped out Yoshitaka Hirota and Tsutomu Narita and Uematsu. And even Neil wrote in his review of the album that Disc 2 is just crazy good. And I actually really like what he wrote about this track, so I'm going to read it. It's a, it's a very brief sentence, but he wrote, 
The disc comes out fighting with All Our Might Tonight by Kaoru Hayano, which is easily my favorite vocal theme on this entire soundtrack. When I first heard it in my car, I cranked the volume and was headbanging and waving my fist along to it. It's a song I would play in my head riding my bicycle up a steep hill. That actually makes sense because Neil's an avid cyclist, so it's not as random as it would sound. But that's that's sort of how I feel about that song, too. I really, I, you know, I'm not often a vocalist person. I like good vocals, but I you take them or leave them. That song just uses them so well with the melody. I feel like it's basically an, another instrument. And, you know, it just, it really sort of captures that energy that the second disc has really well, uh, which is clear why it was the first track on the album. Oh, for sure. I mean, of course, now that you chose this one, as you mentioned, I have to change my picks for our next podcast, but, you know, I'm only a little bit bitter. Hey, I've had to change my picks several times. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. It should make you feel better. Same here. If you want to be a co-co-host, you have to take all the responsibility. Not the co-co-responsibility? No, just the co-co-responsibility. Speaking of Coco responsibility, Icy Winter Melodies. So <laughs> despite the fact that recording this, it is now 64 here in St. Louis. Yesterday it was like 19, so it would have been appropriate yesterday. And I'm sure it'll get cold again, because if you don't like the weather in St. Louis, how about now? But so, yeah, the topic here is sort of, it's an easy one. You know, stuff that sounds chill, cold, wintry, anything, you know, Christmassy. Um, I, there would have been a Kingdom Hearts dragon here, the uh, Christmas tune, but I'm saving it for something else. <clears throat> oh, no. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get right into the first block of our Icy Winter Tunes. And I picked the first track, and it is Natravolk from Saga Frontier 2, which we've never had in the show. Woo! Go me! Wow, never? Never. I don't wow. think. Pretty sure I we haven't shocked. had Saga. We've had Saga Frontier, but I don't think we've had two. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's been a while now, so I can't remember. But anyways, Michael, you picked the next one. Yeah, I picked a song that isn't technically wintry, but I think it still fits with the theme. Cabin Music from Sword and Sorcery. Which we have and then, featured, and that's a great album. Yes. And then Caitlin picked our third track. Yeah, I was kind of a, a rebel. I picked Webkir 2 uh, from Okami, because I love Okami, and I think we should feature its music. I agree. Okami is an interesting subject on RPG Fan, because we cover Zelda, we cover 3D Dot Game Heroes, but for some reason, Okami is not in our coverage, despite basically being the same as Zelda. But we can do our own little rebellion here by featuring its music, which is great, which is why we're going to listen to it. So coming up, we've got Natural Volk from Saga Frontier 2, Cabin Music from Sword and Sorcery, and Webkir 2 from Old Coming.
So I was, well, I wasn't stunned to know this because I've known it forever, but it, it's very interesting to me that that song, Nature Folk, is actually Masashi Hamauzu. It doesn't sound a whole lot like what he does these days. And you know, you can sort of trace the evolution of his sound if you listen to all those, the scores he's worked on. But, you know, I this, there's nothing scientific or well-researched about me making this comment, but I feel like he is a case in which advancing audio technology absolutely affected his sound because this has a really great early PS1 RPG sound that I love. The piano is great. Um, uh, you know, it's just, it's such a friendly, it's, it's, it's hard to articulate. It makes me feel like I'm playing Tales of Destiny or something because I've never played Saga Frontier 2, so I can't associate it with that. But man, it just gives me this kind of chill, icy feel that I like a lot. I was also surprised when you said that it was Hamamuzu because I was like, this sounds nothing like Final Fantasy XIII or anything else that he's done recently. But it's interesting to sort of hear some of his earlier music and compare it with what's been done recently and what he's sort of kind of exploded onto the scene with because of. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of his sound now is sort of associated with what he did in Final Fantasy XIII, Sigma Harmonics that he's become a little more known for, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't venture at throwing adjectives at it, but I, I feel like it's sort of like Motoi Sakuraba where you can, you can define his sound when you hear it. Yeah. Not this one. I, I <laughs> did not know who composed this. I was really surprised. Incidentally, I need to play Saga Frontier too. Why is that on the PlayStation network? I don't know. Well, Saga is not, you know, not really well represented here. Except in curtain call. Woo. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Great song. Another great song, Cabin Music. That song reminds me of Fantasy Star 4, the Ice Planet Desiris theme so much. I don't know why. The whole Sword and Sorcery soundtrack just has this sort of very cool, chill sound to it. I played um, from the Scythian Steps, one of my favorite tracks on an episode a while back. I think I actually played it on the Summer Chill episode. And, you know, I I don't know if it's like the, the open soundscape. I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of space in the audio in that soundtrack between the different tones that you hear. And for whatever reason, that really gives me, it definitely gives me like an icy vibe. I, I, I think Caitlin agreed on that one too. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think the reverb that they're using really helps create the idea of like, you're in this, icy you're in this cave. ice, yeah, you're in an ice cavern or you're playing music on ice or something like that. So I love that about this piece. Most definitely. So yeah, I, that's interesting. Cause I don't think of that. Did you play the game, Caitlin? Like, have you seen uh, no. where this plays in the game? Okay. No, I haven't. I okay. have. Funny story. I have this on my iPad, and I've never played it. It was like a free download promotion thing, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Oh, you totally should. Like, it's like an afternoon game when you're done, but it's it's a really cool little experience. But yeah, in in the game, there's like this main little, like tiny tiny little cabin with a. I think there's a fire going, but that's where it plays. So it's interesting that not knowing the game, you picture like this icy place and i picture a little cabin in in like that a mountains or something because that's what it is but well mountains can be cold that's true that's true <laughs> and they frequently are i don't know i listen to it and i pretty much just want to like sit down with like a hot cocoa i would do that but again 64 degrees out so mm-hmm. well not right now because it's like 70 something here i'm just like listening to this <laughs> don't get you know smart with me i can't get smart with anybody oh oh so I've only ever played the the intro to Okami, and it's one of those things that I want to play someday, especially now that it's got an HD version. Holy crap, that song was great. Although I will say, 
I get more of a warm autumn vibe from that song than a winter vibe. Really? It's, a, it's an awesome song, but I def I felt I felt that that song had a sort of a warm tone to it. It's interesting because I love the introduction of this piece. It's so simple and it kind of creates this idea of to feel to me of solitude and then the beat comes in and it it picks up. Um but it plays um near the end of the game, you're in the part of the of old Japan that is now Hokkaido. So it's this snowed in village and there's snow everywhere. And I don't know, to me, it perfectly fits that area. But it's definitely, I trust me, it's a snowy area. There's lots of snow. I am a huge Okami fan. This is why I was willing to be a rebel, cheat a little bit to get this in here because I feel like this music is so beautiful. I love all of the um, traditional Japanese instruments that you can hear mm -hmm. throughout the soundtrack, not just this piece. I thought that was a really great touch. And this is one of my favorite tracks in the game, simply because everything about it, the melody is so pretty. I love how it starts, sim you know me, I like stuff that starts simple and then builds and builds, and this kind of does that. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should go back and finish this game, huh? Yes, you should. <laughs> I know, I've, I've had a lot of people that said that they couldn't finish Okami. It is surprisingly a long game. You, like, you're not, you think you get to the end of the game about halfway through, and then you're like, wait, there's more? But it's totally worth it, especially when you get to the end of the game, the payoffs with all the people that you've met throughout the game. It's a beautiful moment. Cool. So finish it, and Steven, play it. Well, I think I need to get, wait, what did it come out on? PS2 first? It was originally on PS2. There's a Wii version yeah. as well. And then they did the HD version for PS3. Well, once I have a PS3 that works again, I'll probably get that one. <laughs> well, if there is, if, they're, if we're lucky, maybe sometime in the future, maybe it'll get ported to Vita. Please, I'm crossing my fingers so hard right now. Capcom, please do that. That would be great. Make a cross-buy even. That would be cool. No. Yes. That would be a little too customer-friendly for Capcom, but, you know, maybe. We can dream. So, moving on to our next block, we, uh, we're bringing in a little, a little classic here. This is something that I will perennially associate with snow. Mike, you have the first pick. Uh, yeah, I picked Buried in the Snow from Final Fantasy VII, which is probably a really obvious pick, but I don't care because I really love this song. I always think of it as, my girlfriend just died. Let's go snowboarding. <laughs> Oh, man, right to wow. the feels. That is, okay, now I'm going to be sad when I hear the song. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Speaking of sad and horrible segues, uh, Caitlin has our next pick. I don't think it's sad. Well, I actually, have the monopoly on terrible segues. I just want to be like you, okay? It is kind of sad, I guess, when I think about it. Uh, I picked The Streets of White Run from Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. We do this for you, Angelo. <laughs> no, seriously, though, that song is amazing. Speaking of amazing, I have a song from an album that is sort of just out from one of my favorite games. This is from, uh, I guess when it comes out in English, it'll be Etrian Odyssey Untold 2, The Night of Fafnir. And this is Woodlands of Frozen Flowers, which was a song I absolutely loved in the original Etrian Odyssey 2, and the new version of it is just gorgeous. I, I'm actually not such a big fan of the Etrian Odyssey Untold 2 soundtrack, because I feel like a lot of the impact and punch that the original had in the FM sound is sort of lost. But we'll talk about that after. But this song is amazing. So let's go ahead and take a listen to Buried in the Snow, Streets of Whiterun, and Woodlands of Frozen Flowers. 
You know, this Final Fantasy VII song just makes me feel like a kid, and probably because Seven's one of the first major RPGs I played. Certainly the first RPG on PlayStation. You know, I played Fantasy Star, and I played Shining Force on Genesis, but, you know, the PlayStation is where I really sort of hit my stride as a person obsessed with RPGs, and FF7 certainly is a major reason for that. And, uh, you know, I maybe it's my nostalgia, or maybe it's the song itself, but there's, like, this cinematic style to this, and I, I, I jokingly pointed out that, you know, the tonal sort of inconsistency of, hey, your girlfriend just died, go snowboarding. But I, I actually, you know, and again, maybe this is just because of how I felt when I played it, but as I'm wandering this area, like getting that elixir in the bag in the north part of the caves and the mountains and stuff, I feel like this song does sort of reflect that, like, sadness and, like, the isolation of having recently lost a friend but being forced to move on. Because, you know, they do. They, you know, it's like, Eris is dead, but we have to keep going. And I feel like this really captures that sort of the, the mindset that those characters would have been in. Huh. Yeah, that... That thought occurred to me, too, because my reaction was was sort of like yours, but in a very tragic, oh, how could they kind of, uh, kind of vein. Because, yeah, I was – that was um, one of my first RPGs and my first Final Fantasy was seven, And I think it was the first game I played where a major character tragically died like that. And that kind of affected me for going forward. And I – I remember being kind of depressed at this point in the game because I hadn't quite dealt with her death yet. And I was kind of like, well, why do we have to be here in this super awesome snowy place and with this kind of happy sounding music? But then you're right. It is kind of interesting to have, it sounds at first glance like it's happy snow music, but that sort of juxtaposition of, a major traumatic event, a major death with this kind of music, it does create sort of an interesting feel to it of having to move on and not quite being happy about it, but having to trudge through it anyway. Yeah, hence buried in the snow. Yeah. Yep. They're burying their sorrows in the snow. That's very good insight. I don't have any good insights, so I'm just going to compliment you guys. We're so insightful. So, uh, Streets of Whiterun... Uh, the song is so good, it's almost ridiculous. Like, Skyrim, I have a interesting relationship with Jeremy Soule's music. I think it's it's good, you know, yada, 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 but I feel like it's very forgettable. Skyrim, though, just, I don't know what it is with Skyrim, but there's a lot of good music in Skyrim, and this one in particular, I guess I sort of just spaced and never realized how good it was, but just the piano and the violin, and it's 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 melancholy but not in a like depressing way but more in a like the middle of winter and you're snowed in kind of way and what i found interesting is that unlike a lot of the other songs we've been listening to so far and will listen to where icy songs sort of have this open very like spacey soundscape where the, you know there's a lot of auditory space between the different sounds this is a really full song like there's not a lot of silence or like simplicity to it it's very it's it's, it's rich and I think it's interesting that it still conveys that isolated, icy, icy feeling, but in a different way. Yeah. So this is my my first when I think of Skyrim soundtrack. This is the track I think of first. But the entire soundtrack to me just kind of reads winter and isolation. And it's fitting, of course, based on where Skyrim is in the in the in the world of the lore of the, of the series. Um, but this track in particular stands out so much. The main melody 
is so hauntingly beautiful. And I love how, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It does, it does kind of sound a little melancholy, but the way, the way the, the different parts of the song work and the way it just keeps building and building and getting a little bit more and more with each repetition of that theme does kind of create the sense of, well, okay, maybe things are bad, but I can keep going. There's a light at the end of this snowed in tunnel that I found myself in. And it's so, another thing I like about this is it kind of dies midway through the track and it sounds like that's it, that we're done. And then it builds back up a little bit and it's almost like a winter breeze or maybe a snowstorm or a or snow flurries that you think are going away, but no, 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 we're coming back. There's still, still a little bit more to hear and to enjoy. Yeah, it's a very, it's, diverse is not the word I'm looking for, but it's a, it's a song where there's like almost a narrative to it. And again, that's interesting because the Skyrim sort of being a lot of like sort of latent narrative. Um, I feel like this song does suit Skyrim quite well. It makes me want to play the game, which that's impressive because not a lot of things make me want to play Skyrim. <laughs> I'm like the only person in history who hates doesn't hate it just has no interest in playing Skyrim again well I haven't played it at all so I think you're still ahead of me it's I played it for 30 hours and really liked it and I'll never play it again oh okay it's worth experiencing yeah it's very pretty it's just you know after a while it's basically what color beam do you want to kill your enemies with <laughs> but don't worry you can be really good with the red the blue and the yellow beam. Forget about swords and bows, too. Well, even swords and bows, like, the, the way they balance the game is such that it's, like, there's no functional difference to any weapon. It's just, what do you want to kill them with? And then eventually you can kill them with everything, because you can become good at everything. But huh. I digress. So the Etrian Odyssey track, you know, I talked a little bit about, you know, I, I love the FM sound of Etrian Odyssey 2 and 3. Those are my two favorite soundtracks in the series. And, you know, the Etrian Odyssey Untold 1 soundtrack is awesome. And something about Etrian Odyssey 2's, the the way the music is now done with real instruments instead of FM sound, something about it just doesn't capture the same impact that I got from the old, like, bassy, Genesis-sounding FM Yuzo Koshiro-type thing. And, like, for example, Scarlet Rain, one of my favorite boss themes from the game, is sort of really subdued in the new, the new version, and I really don't care for it. But this song just... This, you know, maybe it's because this is more ambiance and like a dungeon theme could be like the, the tone of the song. But for whatever reason, this song is just perfect. I love the icy piano notes. Just for, in my head, it sounds like icicles twinkling or something. The saxophone at the beginning is like I always associate the sax with like a warm tone. But because of the way it's used here, it, it's sort of it's it's chill in a temperate sense and in a emotional sense. But awesome song. I love it. Yeah, I also kind of, I heard the elements that make it sound like a winter piece juxtaposed, juxtaposed against some of these other elements. The swing kind of beat to the song honestly makes me feel think of like, I don't know, Costa del Sol or something, like a tropical island or a resort palace or something like that. But then there are elements like the piano um, and some of the chimes later in the track that kind of oh yeah this is definitely still winter it actually makes me think of like a jazz club yes like i'd want to sit in a jazz club and sip a gin and tonic 
And, you know, originally I was going to say. That's my I metaphor. Am. Well, I was going to, like last night, I would have literally been drinking a gin and tonic if we recorded this when we planned to, but I'm not going to drink a gin and tonic at two in the afternoon because I'm not that it's, horrible. It's almost five o'clock here. Oh, that's true. Let me go get one. So yeah, great song, and it's a game I'm definitely looking forward to. Although I will say I'm more looking forward to Etrian Odyssey Untold 3, which is not announced, but I'm sure it's in development, because why not? That's my favorite game in the series. But awesome tune there. Very chill. So we got another block coming up. Caitlin, you are taking it off. So Yes. Wow, wow that is a terrible Wait, way of phrasing that. That is an awful What's way of phrasing on? that. Take you, it all off. You are going to take off as in the spaceship is taking off. Oh my god! Okay, no, you can't salvage it. Kick off, maybe. Caitlin is kicking it off. Okay. No, because that doesn't work. Team, kick off your shoes. Well, that's fine. Kick off your shoes and this next block, please, Caitlin. Wow. Okay. So I picked White Skies. Uh, this is a remix of People of the Far North. Uh, this is uh, from the Project Majestic mix trance album. I can't say anything about it other than that it's awesome because that one word says it all. I think. That is a good metric by which we put music on the show. <laughs> Speaking of awesome, I, I I took a gimme. I did not use the more recent Square Enix Christmas collections because I actually didn't like it that much, the one that was exclusively Bravely Default. And I think Bravely Default lends itself well to that, but this track in particular is probably one of my favorite Christmas tunes they've ever done. And this is Wind Scene from Chrono Trigger from the earlier uh, Christmas collections uh, Square Enix album. And then Mike, our final track, of this block. You know, yeah, you know, you and I kind of do a similar thing in that I I try not to pick a lot of songs from my favorite couple games. So I intentionally don't just throw Final Fantasy VI in like every episode, even though I want to. But I, I had to use it here. So this is actually the opening theme from Final Fantasy VI. This is kind of a gimme, but it's a gimme that probably should be here, right? It's a exactly. classic. It's a classic, and it's definitely snowy. In fact, we played this when we first got our Magitek armor in uh, Final Fantasy XIV, and we walked around Corthus. Yep. Excellent. Good times. Good times indeed. Let the good times continue onward with White Skies from Final Fantasy X, Wind Scene from Chrono Trigger, and Opening Theme from Final Fantasy VI.
what takes front and center here is an arrangement of the melody, which is, I think, A, the strength of this song and why it it pulls off the fusion of this song that I didn't associate with cold with, you know, my favorite season and my favorite holiday other than Halloween, which we did, which we already did an episode on. So suck it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yeah. You said what I said. That doesn't to me feel so much like a, a wintry song, but uh, it is still kind of, it's fun to hear this classic piece and have it reworked like that. Um, I love the violin work in particular in this track. And I actually wasn't expecting the beat, but it's still a fun beat, even if to me it doesn't really read winter. I think it's kind of cozy, even if not wintry exactly. It's it's definitely more, I don't know, is cozy a good word? Or welcoming, cheerful, I don't know. It's a a different, yeah, compared to the original song, where again, you hear that song and you think of like gloom and like fog everywhere. Um, this one's a little, I don't know, more cheerful and not overly, you know, sleigh belly. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I need some more sleigh bell. <laughs> sleigh bell is Yasunori Mitsuda's label, so we do need more sleigh bell. You're right. Mm-hmm. Last track. Final Fantasy VI is a classic. It's obvious. I love the sound font in that game. I, I don't especially get a winter vibe from this song. It's a little more Overture-esque to me. <gasps> The second half, of course, I think winter, but part of me thinks it's more because I've just recognized that iconic intro in the mode seven scrolling with them tromping along in the snow. But, you know, it's I can I can see where the impression comes from from that. So I, I get why you got there. I guess for me, I just don't see it as wintry. That said, it is an awesome song and it's one of the most iconic scenes I can think of from any RPG. And I'm, I, I, I would wager that people would agree with me on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, that is what I was choosing was the second half of the song. You know, I was actually going to pick the official like Terra's theme track, the map music, and then I realized how different it was. But I specifically wanted the intro one. So ignore the first half. Just listen to the second half. That's the winter thing. And yeah, again, maybe it is just because I know the scene that it goes with. But that just that intro of them, you know, walking into the town is just so... Did someone say iconic already? Because I was going to say iconic. I did, but it is. I mean, that's yeah. that's one of those scenes, you know, like the Final Fantasy VII intro or, you know, the Final Fantasy VII intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I, it's it's great. And I, you know, I, I agree. The second half is more wintry than the first. Even though it really has nothing to do with winter. But what, what I really like about that scene is that, and I wrote this in my notes and then promptly lost it, but... I think that was the first real indication that Square wanted to go like really cinematic with their games. Unless Final Fantasy V had something that I don't know about, but you know, it was very, very different. I mean, I would, I, I think from four to five to six, you get a sort of a more cinematic thing going on. I mean, four and five are both sort of five is more of a road story, whereas four is more of like a we're going to save the world and stop the evil empire type thing. Whereas six is a re- is really hard to pin down. Like Final Fantasy six isn't really. It's more of a war story for most of it. But yeah, great game, great song. Moving on to our final block of the day. This is our last block before music of the year, and I might have said that last time. And if I did, I was lying. But this is this is our last block before music of the year, so we got to make it good. So I am going to feature my track as the first pick. It is from a game we've never featured. It's also Yuzo Koshiro. Uh, this is Daibo: The Freezing Village from Seventh Dragon Twenty Twenty. I had it recommended to me by our buddy Don Kotowski. 
And Seventh Dragon and Seventh Dragon 2020 have a great soundtrack. They're very similar to Etrian Odyssey. They're, you know, uh, first-person dungeon crawlers. And this this song is just perfectly captures the essence of this episode's tone. And so that's why I picked it. Michael, you picked the second track. Yeah, I chose A Wish from Secret of Mana. A Wish. Dot, 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 dot. Dot, dot, dot. Yes. But this is the song that plays in the Ice Country area. Which yes. Anyone who's played that game and spent as much time as I did leveling up there is probably really familiar with this song. <laughs> oh, speaking of dot, 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 if you ever want to laugh really hard, go to Google Translate and then type it, put it in Japanese and then type in a bunch of periods and then a bunch of dollar signs and then dots and just alternate and then have it play it. And it'll be really funny because it's like do, 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 And she sounds like she's rapping. Wow. Wow. So All Kaylin right. has our third song. Yes, um, this doesn't have an official name yet, as far as I know, but this plays during the first half of the primal fight with Shiva in the, not the latest patch, a couple patches back, Dreams of Ice. And it's very icy. I yes. just I just did this fight for the first time a few days ago, and it was really cool. But anyways, for our final block, we've got Daiba, the freezing village, a wish, dot, 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 and the first half of Shiva's battle theme from Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn.
I like about Seventh Dragon twenty twenty, which is sort of the original Seventh Dragon, if I recall correctly, is like a little medieval, and twenty twenty takes place in like modern Tokyo, and so the soundtrack melds this modern feel with like these high tech sounds with a more Etrian Etrian Odyssey esque sort of fantasy type sound, and I really like it. I feel like again, it's probably a common thread throughout this whole episode, but the I don't know if you call it a piano, whatever that main instrument is, that doo doo just really, really captures this chilly sound for me, but in a more high-tech, modern way. And I think, I don't know that you get a whole lot of modern, high-tech-vibed, snowy tracks. Because usually it's like, you know, it's a frozen forest or it's a frozen cave. This is like, you know, frozen city block, and that's cool. Yeah, I love how this track starts off with just like the, well, I'm not sure what we call it. It's some sort of synth chime, electric piano, not quite sure. And I think it's just going to be kind of like that the whole way through. And then the techno and the beat comes in. And suddenly I'm like, wow, where's the party? I want to dance. I'm just dancing to a winter track song. And I'm so confused. You danced at MAGFest. Badly. Thank God there's no video to show people how badly. So, so sad I missed that. Anyway, yeah, that's what I like about it, too. It's it's one of those things I... It's not what I expected, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a game we've never got here, and I sort of wish we had, because, again, I love Etrian Odyssey, and, you know, this it, I like the idea of this sort of high-tech one, or rather a modern one, because there, you know, there aren't a whole lot of modern dungeon crawlers, as far as I know. I think Unchained Blades is one. I can't remember. But in any case, you know, this whole soundtrack is great, so if you liked the song, you should definitely seek out more of it. But this one in particular is just, when you get, like, to the halfway point, and there's, like, that guitar, and it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do, and, like... Ah, it's just got this really cool forward motion to it that is so uncharacteristic of a lot of wintry type songs, but absolutely fits into that same genre. I have a wish, and I wish Michael would describe his song. Cold and lonely, and also really short. I kind of wish that song wasn't only a minute long, but... <laughs> I think most yeah, of that soundtrack is pretty brief. It is. It's definitely not... We've had some pretty interesting like upbeat songs, and I know that one really is not... This is probably the song you would expect to hear in Icicle Inn. But it's still pretty. It is. Yeah. It's, it's really pretty, but it's definitely, I definitely get like a sense of like, kind of like loneliness. Like I'm going to freeze to death out here fighting these wolves for seven hours at a time. But it's still wintry. You know, and for me, I get such a strong Hiroki Kikuta vibe from this. Like, you know, it has such a distinct sound. And, you know, it's 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 a little, he's a little less prolific now. But I've always loved this it's really hard for me to articulate, but it's a it's it's peaceful. Secret of Mana has this like peaceful but very interesting sound that's so different from what Shimamura and Uematsu were doing and on Super Nintendo and Mitsuda. Like all of the all of his quote unquote contemporaries, I feel like there's just a really unique sound that Kikuda captures. And in this song in particular, you're right, it's very you know, it's it's got that icy thing going on. And you know, it has that reverb, which I think that was a good thing to point out, Caitlin. The reverb really does give me a chilly vibe and i think you know maybe it's because you imagine the sound is like reverberating off cold walls or something i don't know but in any case this is a great song and it's brief but i think a it fits really well into the whole canon of secret of mana type stuff and it gave me a reason a, a platform to talk about how much i like kikuta's music so a win-win yeah well you know it's also a win-win uh my first battle with shiva yes <laughs> And the music, too, because let's talk about how amazing this song is. 
So this theme is actually my favorite primal theme in the entire game. Uh, yes. You know, Fallen Angel, I've always thought it was pretty good. Titan's theme is cool, not something I listen to outside of the game, but great for fighting Titan. I think Eifert's theme is sort of bland. You know, Rama has a cool theme. Leviathan has a hilarious surf rock <laughs> theme where it's just like somebody got stoned and was like, Leviathan, Leviathan, Leviathan. Whereas I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, Shiva is an elder primal and her storyline is much more interesting, I think, than the three primals that fo- that she, she follows. You know, Mogglemog is funny, but all the primal storylines boil down to uh, someone summoning a primal and we got to stop them. Oh, we didn't stop them. Let's kill the primal. Uh, whereas with Shiva, there's more political plot around it. And it's sort of the reasons for summoning Shiva are really interesting. And, you know, they make a bigger deal out of her being summoned. The other primals are like, yeah, we have to stop this because it's a giant monster and they're bad. But Shiva is the one that's presented more as a bigger threat for a lot of reasons, narratively. And there's a lot of, like, political machinations behind everything. And, you know, I feel like you get this really dramatic introduction, like, a hunt of finding where Shiva is. And you finally find it. And, like, you get the summoning sequence. And it's so cool. And the battle is, like, the battlefield is the coolest battlefield by far of any of the primal fights. Because you're, like, in this arena. You're in an amphitheater. And then you're, as you're fighting her, it freezes solid, and then you get to the second half of the fight, and, like, there's ice spires everywhere. It's just totally awesome. And this song, A, it sort of captures the drama, but also the – it has it has that sort of isolated, chilly feel to it as well, which suits it. Because, again, you're in this place that is basically untraversable, and, like, the whole plot line of that storyline is how the heck are we going to get here? And, you know, you get there, and it it's just the piano and everything and the reverb and just – Mm, it's great. I actually love the second half of the fight as well, but this one's a little yeah. icier. Yeah, I like I like Oblivion, the, the vocal piece, the rock piece that plays um, after the halfway part of the fight too. But there's something about the strings in this first piece. I love how there's very minimal percussion and it's mostly just these massive strings creating the beat and the forward motion of the song. And when the piano comes in and starts to play the melody, the two different parts where it's playing different melodies from the song, and it's just like, this is a really, uh, I can't say it, it's a kick-butt song. You know what I want to say. Yeah, it's a a kick-ass song. You can say ass. It's kick-ass! It's, you know, and I really like that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, it's so, with like the, the female choir vocals in the background, it reminds me of like, the singing from Awakening in Xenogears. I just, mm-hmm. I really love the use of vocals and just all the sounds. And I think I might like it as much as the other one. It just, obviously, for really different reasons. Like, yeah, like this one, it, you know, the the primal fights are, you know, these big moments in the storyline. And as fun as they are, for me, they were getting to be a sort of like, almost trite where it's like, oh, I wonder what silly reason we're going to have for fighting a primal this time. <laughs> So I like that they went out of their way to make a bigger arc for Shiva being an important primal and for being one of the most iconic ones. You know, like Ramu's iconic. The Magomag is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, Leviathan and all that. But I feel like Shiva is one of the the main, you know, like when I think Final Fantasy summons, I almost immediately jump to Ifrit and Shiva. Right. And, you know, I like that they gave this amount of gravitas to the song and to the storyline. And that could be why I like the song so much, because I... I was more tied and in, hooked into the plot line, but, you know, mm-hmm. awesome song. I like the piano. I think that's my favorite. Mm. 
It is beautiful. Yeah. Like the really echoey piano. Yeah. It, lo- it sounds like they're playing the piano in the Akafa Amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what really sells it for me. Yeah, like that that whole sequence is one of the best things they've done. Well, I think that does us for our wintry themes episode. That was I've wanted to do this for a while ever since we did the summer episode and we were going to do it last year, but we got sidetracked with music of the year. But uh, you know, we pulled it off this year, so good work team. Yay, Thank high you. five everyone. And you know, it's Again, I like doing these sort of themed episodes because it's not like, let's pick battle themes. Not That's not fun. But it, it's always fun to see what pops up in everyone's head for different kinds of sounds. Because, you know, there's all those studies that say, like, certain cultures, you know, hear the psycho theme and don't think it's terrifying because that's what their <laughs> music sounds like. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's so it's interesting to hear what the three of us think of as icy stuff. And even within here, there are a few that I didn't get an ice vibe from. And I think... You know, like you said, Caitlin, there were a couple of mine that you also didn't get a snowy vibe from. So it's cool how you get that sort of difference, but also like you can sort of put your brain in and figure out why you would get like a wintry, snowy vibe from that. And I think we've narrowed it down to piano and reverb. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So speaking of things that have lots of reverb, but I don't think any piano. Caitlin, you picked our, we're going to call it the bonus track because we don't have a guest today. Yes, so... On the spot a little bit, uh, I went back to one of my standbys, Mass Effect. Um, this is Noveria from Mass Effect, the first one, the original one, the best one, as far as some people are concerned. This is a really interesting. Noveria, of course, is this icy, frozen planet that you go to, and on top of that, there's a blizzard happening, and you can, when you get there, you can see out the windows how snowed over it is, and this track. It doesn't do it like in the way you'd expect because it's Mass Effect and there's a lot of, you know, sort of old sci-fi kind of techno vibes in the soundtrack. And you've got that here, but you also have the strings uh, coming through and the percussion kind of constantly going in the background sort of, I think, helps create that sense of, yeah, we're in a pretty cold place and it looks pretty frigid out there. And it's interesting in the game it loops a couple of different ways before coming back to like the one that you hear when you first get there. Like it takes up the percussion and then maybe one time all you're hearing is the strings and another time it's just the, the synths in the background. I thought that was kind of interesting how they did that to sort of expand the track and have different parts shine at different times. You don't get it when you hear it on the soundtrack, which is unfortunate, but you're getting it now. And So that pretty much wraps this up. As always, thank you everyone for listening to the show. It's always fun to chat with everyone and see what you think of things. It's great when you get on Twitter and hit us up and tell us, like, even when you hear a cool song, you're just like, oh my God, this song is great, at SJM Taylor's. I like it when you do that. That's fun because that's pretty much what I do. And, you know, it it gives me ideas. It lets me, you know, see music that I wouldn't have seen necessarily and surely with everybody else. Um, You know, so keep that up. And we are just about done with Music of the Year stuff. All of our features are out and we're putting everything together. We have one last segment to record, basically, and we'll be putting everything together. So you'll see that in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be set up similar to last year with a week-long feature. We're going to have all kinds of good stuff. We have tons of super rad guests, tons and tons of music. I may just name the show the Persona Q show, but we'll see. I think everybody had a Persona Q pick. We, we might, I think we may have played the whole soundtrack at this point. I don't know. But fortunately, it's, it's not great a bad thing. No, it's great music, so that's okay. And there's plenty of diversity within there, too. But anyways, stay tuned for that. 
Thank you for listening to the first episode of 2015. And taking us out is Caitlin's bonus track, Novaria, from Mass Effect. 